Welcome to another episode in Season 6 of Days After Dark, Real Relationship Talk. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Moments With Me. Days After Dark is streaming live on QMZRadio.com and JohnNoRadio.com. We have our live audience, courtesy of Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. We're going to go ahead and leave our inhibitions at the door. Come on in, relax, and enjoy. Bring a drink and unwind. We're here to engage in adult conversations, share experiences, and learn from each other. Here at Days After Dark, we believe that the building blocks of any relationship our communication, love, intimacy, friendship, and finance. We're all about relationships, period. Hope everyone is having a wonderful Monday so far. Wherever you are, maybe Monday night, probably Tuesday morning for some folks by now. Monday evening for some. That much I'm sure of. <laughs> Tonight's conversation is all about how women love versus how men love. Who is idealistic and who is opportunistic? And I must say this is a continuation to a conversation we started last week. So this is part two. Are women incapable of love? Is it true that only women, children, and dogs are loved unconditionally and men are only loved under the condition that they provide something? Well, later on, we're also going to have Inner Days with Rose Solo and Marlon. I'm going to do a quick check-in with one of my comrades who is here right now. Marlon, I know Monday is a busy day for you, but how are you doing? I'm doing well. Even better. Miss Javette just came in the room. Is it me or am I hardly hearing you? Can you hear me? It's you because I hear him. So it's me. Okay, so let me yeah. see what I'm do- doing wrong. Okay. You're doing something okay. wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> you, you, don't, you, you, don't, you don't have to... Whatever, you don't have buddy. to say nothing more, Miss uh, Miss Javet just Javette show up. Is so. Here, so you're good now. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I am perfectly fine. Oh gosh, you're a hot mess, Marlon. 
Marlon knows what to say to put a smile on my face. He don't put a smile on your face. He has you down there cracking the hell up with tears coming out your eyes. <laughs> All right, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm here. Awesome. Uh, you said busy, but I'm good. Good, okay. good, good. Give thanks. Well, busy will keep your ass out of trouble. Let's say that. Uh, I'm not so sure about that. That, but... that too. <laughs> that too. That too. But it's good to hear you. Thank you so much for being here with us, Miss Javad. How are you doing? I am good this evening. How is everybody? I'm home. I'm okay. not at my desk. Good. <laughs> I knew that was going to be the next Okay. <laughs> Glad you know. You know me by now. What's that song? <laughs> if you don't know me by yes. now, mm -hmm. you will never, 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 never know Love me. that song. Love that song. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sula. Oh. Hey, MK. Yes, to my ladies, my avid supporters, MK and Sula. Thank you so much for joining us. Listen to me. I'm going to say this. MK and Sula, I know you two are still young. <sighs> Javet, I'm at my wit's end as far as menopause is concerned. I'm sitting here. The fan is on me. And I am dripping. Who put this curse on us, Javet? Men. <laughs> no, 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 So I know I I I let me say this, Javid. I lift my hat off to Marlon. I don't know how he does it. So this is I don't get much sleep during the nights, right? Most of my night, if I'm not getting up to go pee, I'm throwing the comforter off one minute and putting it back on the next. I even had to put a fan in the bedroom on top of the AC going. I, I um, I get that way at times too. Um, good thing is, you know, I it's only me and my bobs, so they're okay with me flipping the covers back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired, Javet. I'm sick but, of it. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot, but there's a lot of herbs you can take. You may have to start finding ones that work for you. I've been trying some different ones, and Lord knows, I every night in the middle of the night, at least two, three times minimum, I'm getting up, dripping as though someone poured yes. a bucket of water on mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. I used to have the towel in the bed. I used to have to lay on a towel. It's not that bad anymore. Have you noticed that it's it gets more what's the word it you get hotter depending on if you're stressed or not you know i didn't pay much attention to that what i do remember from that zoom conference that you invited me to i remember the young lady saying when you are ovulating right but damn it i'm i've been doing this for the past month every night i can't be ovulating for 30 days 30 but plus days didn't she say we actually do? Oh Lord Jesus! You okay. have to give her. A, you have to give her a call. I'm sick of this, Javed. I'm. I am ready to become a he. <laughs> I don't know if Bruce Jenner wants yeah. the competition. We don't want you over. We don't want you over here. Stay here. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, Jesus! No, this is murder. We're Evat. If I catch that heifer, I'm sorry. I'm a dude. I mean, but real good. 
And you know the men go through stuff too. Javet. At least we don't have to take Viagra, right? We get better as we get older. <laughs> oh, that part, yeah. That's true, though. That's, Whatever. That's true. <laughs> we ain't limping around here. Facts. <laughs> Facts, Javet. But let me behave myself. Rosolo, how are you? Oh, gosh. Where's Rosolo? I'm right here. Okay. I'm right here. Good evening. I think I'm here. I think yes, I'm you are here. Jesus. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Say that again for me. Jesus. <laughs> my goodness. I'm... Oh, my Lord. They didn't tell me about this adulting thing. I'm, like, I'm exhausted. I want to go evening, back to everyone. childhood, too. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this adulting thing is for the birds. Um, it's overrated, Rosola. Take, taking naps at 50. This is ridiculous. I'm, I'm just <laughs> I didn't take naps when I was in kindergarten. Wait now. till you go to bed at seven o'clock and you're up by five o'clock in the morning. Oh my gosh. Uh, good evening, everyone. I hope everyone's doing well. I am trying to get together over here. I really am, but it's it's a slow process. But yeah. We'll get it. Another week. <laughs> Happy Monday. Another week. Happy Monday. Oh my gosh. So I have to tell y'all what happened with my yes, job. Please let oh Lord have mercy. Hold on, let me get my popcorn and my wine. Yeah, yeah, Go get ahead. your popcorn and your wine. Go ahead, so, girl. Go ahead. In the brown company that I worked for a few weeks ago, we started hearing rumors that he sold the company. Um, Mark, you remember at the end of the year, no bonuses, no raises, that type of thing. Right. Uh, um so he sold the company, got on a conference call, and he told us, you know, where it's not a sale, they're merging together, and he's going to be the see something of something of nothing, and, you know, all that kind of conversation. And um, <clears throat> the one thing, you know, the, 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 new, the company that acquired us, well, merged, we merged with, quote-unquote, because he was saying merged. Um, they have 40,000 employees doing what we do, 40, 40 recruiters. 40,000 employees total. And so recently, (laughs) our boss sent an email. You know, remember remember my boss is the one who she communicates what's happening tomorrow, today. Mm -hmm. Maybe later on tonight, we'll get the email. Mm -hmm. So she sent an email saying that everyone has to start going on site in our Charlotte office as of May 1st. Okay. We had a meeting. So I, you know, of course, I'm going to ask the question, well, what happens to the Georgia office? And she said, well, eventually you guys will be going back in the office as well. And I said, every day? She said, every day. So another recruiter asked her, well, did they, did they talk about any raise or any compensation for us now going back into the office mm-hmm. when we're all, re- we're all remote? We were all hired as remote. And she said, no. Okay. Meanwhile, they sold the company and they've taken home millions, millions. And millions and all the people that were hired as remote, most of us are the, are expected to be back on site in the next few weeks. So I think that's stressing my brain out a little bit, not too much, but it's just, it's, you know, it's that point where you're looking for, you know, trying to figure out what you need to do. So I think that's part of my being exhausted because my brain's been working a lot today. I've been link- in LinkedIn and had to do a lot of adulting today. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's what's happening over here in the brown company. That Well, it's no longer a brown company. Now it's a little Asian company. Yep. yep. <laughs> that's what happened. Oh, 
boy, let me tell you something. More and more, um, Rosolo, we are seeing that nobody truly cares about mm-hmm. employees. Everybody mm-hmm. is for themselves. Mm-hmm. For themselves. Um, and, you know, of course, this morning we, we touched on the fact that Don Lemon has been let go from CNN. And, of course, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about it more tomorrow. Um, so looking on comments that have been put, and that's part of the reason why I'm so behind today too, looking on comments on social media, you know, people are saying, stop caring about your jobs because they don't care about you. Pretty much right. Go in, do your 95, get the hell out. Do not be on call. Do not have nobody sending you emails. None of that because they do not care they don't even have the decency to go about doing things the right way if you have your pto use it sick time even if you ain't sick use it vacation use it you earned it use it because two and we spoke about stress this morning yes i was trying to jump on and talk about this when you were talking about earlier this morning another host from msnbc tiffany cross she got laid off um she got terminated for the a similar reason she said something that they didn't like when today no oh. it was months ago oh okay and it's basically the same you know yeah but don don did <laughs> don he was walking you know he was walking through that door he was in the direction he wanted he it turn. he wanted yeah, it he didn't he didn't change his path or stray he he stayed who you know and i guess i know people don't like him and i get there are you know rumors about how he you know got his fame and whatever else but he did stay true to his narrative throughout the entire time so um i can understand what you know cnn not being very happy with him but you're right you have to you have to you have to think of yourself first i know so many people who at the end of the year have all these hours to roll over i was one of them this past year they took and then all of a sudden they took half of our hours. <laughs> we, won't, we won't talk about that part. No, no, we won't. We, we won't even we won't, talk about the, the fact that we lost half our PTO out at the end of the year. But it will never happen to me again. Now, the sad thing is there's so many people taking time off. And you know what's happening. They're either in fear they'll lose their time or they're looking for another job. Mm-hmm. So people have been calling out like for the past two weeks. There's someone out almost every day on our team. PTO, prepare the others. Prepare the others. Yeah. So it's unfortunate, but it's it's unfortunate that the life lesson sometimes is a little harder to learn than than you'd want it to be. But um, I'm happy I'm in this space. Like I said, it's a little bit of stress because it's like, ah. I don't want to go back on site. I can't. It's not something that I can do. Not not there. It's not doable. But yeah, Rosolo, I must say this. This is going to be probably a hard pill to swallow. Sometimes we have to be put in these uncomfortable situations mm-hmm. for us to realize our worth and that mm-hmm. we, you know, we keep sitting and we keep talking and saying, you know, I need to find another job. I need mm-hmm. to find something that aligns mm-hmm. more with me. And we drag our feet. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of times these things are allowed to happen to us for us to be bit slapped across our faces, wake the hell up and go do what it is that you've been Absolutely. wanting to do. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I totally, I totally agree. Because even with going, I'm sorry, I'm pouring wine before I go take a shower. This is why <laughs> I take naps. <laughs> I take so many <laughs> shit. 
Pour that wine, Sorry. girl. Pour that wine. That's okay. It's Listen. late night. It's late night. It was, it was the option of turning on the shower while I'm talking to you or walking all the way into the kitchen and pouring a glass of wine, and I chose the latter. So much better. <laughs> so much better. <laughs> but if you're absolutely right. You know, because I've said it so many times. You've heard me say, and I, I, when things were happening last year, I said, it, I got to start looking. I got to start looking. I got to start looking. But you, you, get, you, you get comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, I'm in a state, I'm in a place where I'm comfortable. Things are just starting to build back up. I'm doing well. And it's just like, ah, oh, here we go with this. But I know that God's got me. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. It's, it you know, even though I have that little bit of worry, it's very little. It's not the normal. Um, I know he's got me and whatever is going to happen, I'll just stay calm and do my thing and not worry and let God take care of it. And it's going to be fine. Yeah. This is, some too. this is the necessary evil. This is the necessary yeah. evil that had to happen for you to move forward, to get out there and do what you have to do. It is, you know, embrace yeah. it. Look for the silver lining. Um, as Sonette always says, look for the silver lining yeah. in every situation. Yeah. It is there for you as solo. Fret oh, not, fear not. You going to be just fine. And speaking of Sonette, Sonette there she is here with us. Good evening. Good. What is it? Good evening for Sonette right now, not night for her. Hope you're having a wonderful evening so far, Miss Sonette. I got to check out Sonette's. Oh, she changed her PDR. No. What is- oh, I don't know what you're seeing right now. I try to change it. Hi, good evening, everyone. So I'm, when, when I'm looking at it, I'm seeing something green. But when I click on it to get a better view, I'm seeing the, the um, figurehead. Yeah. Um, so the, the green is a boiler suit. I bought this um, beige boiler suit. It's like a, a jumpsuit with sleeves and, and the full thing. Um, they call it like, um, imagine a painter's outfit, mm-hmm. only it's, it's, it's a woman's thing. So it's one of those. And it was beige. And um, I initially just like, I like this, the shape of it and everything. It's really loose, but I didn't like the color. And I and my my friends like wear it. You'll you'll just wear something colorful with it, and it'll like make it even better. I'm like, okay, sure, why not? We try it. So I did wear it out. We, me and the kid, kids on week two of spring break, so um, that's why I'm not as here as much. And please, can you do the quiz after I'm done speaking? Um, so we, um, I wore it out and it was and it was fine. Then um, we went to my friend's funeral yesterday, and it was I'm sorry, Saturday, and she wore a green dress. Or something like that. Yeah. Blue, blue dress. Anyway, my husband did laundry, and the blue dress decided it want to <laughs> want to bleed on my beige boiler suit. Wow! So that's what happened. So I had wanted to color it anyway because I wasn't in love with the beige, and so we went this morning to Joanne's and bought some fabric dye, and we had like a two and a half hour. Um, experiment in, in the kitchen sink and we now have a green um boiler suit she has a green tank top i have a green tank top and there's a and there's a washcloth that's green too okay yeah so it's minty i mean we've just this is this has been our day we went out to a tea party well not tea party we went to a place that has like a a, a quintessential british tea uh and and um she didn't really like it i don't know what you're saying you're she's speaking to me don't talk about it don't talk about it we're not going to talk about tea but we went to tea and okay. it was it was fun 
for some of us. Um, and um, and so just hanging out here. We made cookies. We just hanging out. We decided not to do camp this, this spring break. So we're bumming around. Can I ask you something? So you said second of week of spring break. You How many weeks you get over there? Okay, this is not everywhere. Okay. Because all the other schools, the, the San Francisco Police, I'm sorry, sorry, San Francisco United School District, they got one week. Uh-huh. My husband's college got one week. Sydney School, however, has a two-week spring break. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, so. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. I know exactly what that means. So, so this is week two. Uh, week okay. one, we, we we did all chilling. We went, we spent a day at Great Wolf Lodge and, and did more water park fun. And um, and then we just came back home. We, we just do it low key as much as possible. And this week we'll do some, some more outside activities and just try to have some fun. Try to have fun. That's it. Yeah. Try to have fun. Oh, boy. All right. Well, thank you, Sunette Rosolo, Javet Marlin. Thank you for sharing what's going on so far. MK. Thank you, Tasha and Sula. Thank you for being here. I know Dre was just here a while ago. All right, we're going to go ahead and get into it. Uh, So remember, tonight we're talking about who is idealistic and who is opportunistic. And it's part two. We started the conversation last week. But before we get into the thick of things, here is a little Destiny's Child for you. Bills, bills, bills. First we started out real cool Taking me places I ain't never been But now you're getting comfortable Ain't doing those things you did no more You're slowly making me pay for things Your money should be handling And now you ask to use my car Drive it all day and don't fill up the tank And you have the audacity to even come and step to me Ask to hold some money from me until you get your check next week You're trifling, good for nothing type of brother Silly me, why haven't I found another? A baller, when times get hard, needs someone to help me out Instead of a scrub like you who don't know what a man's about pay my bills, you're tuned in and listening on QMZRadio.com and JohnnoRadio.com. Thank you and welcome to Days After Dark. Thank you to those of you right here with me on Clubhouse. I appreciate you. I'm your host, Moments With Me, and I'm joined by my gracious co-hosts, Javette, Sinet, Rosolo, and Marlon. And just a quick PSA, the show is streaming live on Internet Radio and the Clubhouse replays are on. Please be reminded that this is a safe space and a no-judgment zone. We're here to engage in adult conversations, sharing experiences and learn from each other all right destiny's child thank you for bills 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 <laughs> i don't know why i chose that song i guess you know talking about being opportunistic and uh, we're going to continue the conversation we started last week how women love versus how men love who is idealistic and who is opportunistic and just a quick recap of what happened last week According to Google, well, why are men saying women are incapable of love? Is it true that only women, children, and dogs are loved unconditionally? 
and men are only loved under the condition that they provide something. Um, and according to Google, opportunists are people who see a chance to gain some advantage from a situation, often at the expense of ethics or morals. Whereas an idealistic person is seen as one who cherishes or pursues high and noble principles, purposes, goals, etc. A visionary or impractical person, a person who represents things as they might or should be rather than, you know, as they are. It is said, though, that there are benefits to being an opportunist, but we're going to, we reviewed, uh, we started to review the seven traits last week, and here is what we have covered so far. So let me go ahead and put them on silent. Okay, so opportunists are creative. They do not believe in the norm, and the ends always justify the means. So now for the other traits. They have to be optimists. Opportunist behavior is influenced by the general life situations we all find ourselves in. However, while some see no other choice but to cut their losses and move on, sometimes to group therapy, opportunists seek solace by targeting the silver lining. The only thing an opportunist sees as a pitfall is in not being an opportunist. So opportunists um, are optimists. Never thought about that. I never saw a correlation between being an optimist and an opportunist. I always thought that if you hear the word opportunist, that means you are a user, pretty much. All right. Um, they're also resourceful. They say opportunists love resources and they see them everywhere they go. The old adage, the world looks like a hammer when all you've got is a nail. That might be their mantra. They feel disadvantaged if they do not access every resource available to them. Make the most of what you have, honey. And as I'm reading that, I'm remembering the line from Players Club. Got to use what you got to get what you want. Make that money, don't make the money make you. Yeah, I mean, let me get back. Let me, let me get out of that movie for a second. Resourceful. But for those opportunists slash users that I have come in contact with, um, mm, wow, are they being resourceful? I never thought about that. But then again, they probably are. Because they're on the phone, something happens, they don't want to use their money. They want to spend your money. So they're on the phone calling everybody and selling them a story with the hope that somebody takes the bait. Is that being resourceful? Hmm. I don't know. Making the most of what they have, the people in their contacts. And some of them I know are very strategic with whom they align themselves. If you have zero, if you are going to be of zero benefit to them, they don't want to talk to you. They like to stay informed. Opportunists know information is valuable. The act of using it to one's advantage is called intellectual opportunism. That's interesting. They understand that human knowledge can be traded in a market of ideas, or in some cases, swindled, haggled, and hustled with. Wow. 
Okay, then. And I guess that is why opportunists will seemingly get ahead. They don't stay down for long because they like to. And you ever know, you know something as I'm thinking about this, the opportunists that I know, they know many people and they make friends very easily. Or should I, I shouldn't use the word friends. That's using it loosely, right? But they make connections very quickly, very easily. I guess they will say it's networking. I don't know. And then they are constantly calculating outcomes. Opportunists see the world in two colors, advantaged and disadvantaged. For obvious reasons, they prefer to be in a position of advantage and feel disadvantaged if they are not within reach of possible gain. The process of opportunity, as described in Opportunism, how to change the world one idea at a time starts with identifying opportunity and continues with selecting the right alternative and appropriate way to attain it, either immediately or sometime in the future. I'll say this, though. I find the, the ideal that men are idealistic and women are opportunistic a bit of a bias because as I am reading the rest of the traits and then remembering what we covered last week, creativity, they don't believe in the norm, the ends always justify the means. I think both are guilty of this. There's no difference. Some people might sum it up and say, well, it's a hustle mentality. It's called survival. The art of pivoting. But is that something we should be bringing into relationships? Should we have that persona of being an opportunist, um, fooling the other party, making them think that you're there for them because I have seen this firsthand up close, really up close. The person cooks for them. And I'm talking about, about both parties in the relationship being opportunists. The woman you would swear would be the best housewife material ever. Laundry done. They work a full-time job. Always glammed up. Make sure that dinner is cooked, breakfast is done, the pantry is filled, the house is spotless. You on the outside looking in would be saying, damn, that's the perfect woman. But all along calculating how they are going to swindle you out of something that you have that will be beneficial to them, albeit your very house. Then I've seen a man in the same relationship. The only reason he's there is because of what the person can do for him, but not because he loves or is in love with the person. I've seen situations where men are with women because they need somewhere to live. Women with men because they just want to say they have a man. So it's on both ends. Am I right or am I wrong? 
We call those men homosexuals. Oh, ooh, so I learned a new word today. Hobosexual. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. They want a place to stay, so they stay with you. Oh, damn. <laughs> I did, I, so that is the first I am hearing that term. So hobo, you know, I'm looking that up, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Check out Ur Urban Dictionary. I'll probably give you the answer. I have a few homosexual friends. <laughs> they can't um they can't afford their rent but the girl's really cute and she's nice and she's kind of gullible so like okay um you let me stay in your couch right or i can i can stay with you i'll, I'll take care of this and that and absolutely nothing um mm -hmm. wow so yep, the, go ahead go ahead go ahead the, the ones that come for a visit and never leave <laughs> That's right. Spend the night and go, you know, your apartment is really great. Um, <laughs> you want me to help you fix that cabinet? This, you have a leak. And then she just stays after that leak is fixed. I mean, never going away. Do you get the guts to kick his butt out? Mm -hmm. Wow. But, mom, but moments, you saw what I put on um, Instagram. Be careful who you start dating. A lot of people ain't looking for love they're yes. looking for help yes yes they're looking for help they're not looking for love wow chief said a squatter sexual chief has been off the chain lately Geely <laughs> <laughs> says they are bred in new york Julie, that's where I know my homosexual friend from. He's in New York. He's from Queens. They all over. They Grew all up in over. Queens, but I know they all over. But that is funny. MK says they want a caregiver. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> but, but honestly, when you when you start a relationship. Aren't we all looking for specific things? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We all are looking for specific things. But are these specific things, Javet, material only? Or is it a, cul a, a, a um, what's the word? The culmination of everything. I... So conversations that I've been having with people, it depends on where they are in their lives. Okay. Some people just don't want to be lonely, as the song go back in the day. I think it was the spinners. Mm -hmm. So they don't mind having someone that they take care of. But what happens in that relationship, when they start feeling a certain way, and things aren't going the way that they wanted it to go, then there's a problem. So in the beginning, you may have just wanted the guy there because he fixes some things and he fixes some other things late at night, you know, <laughs> but then he may go and have somebody else and you start feeling some type of way, but you never define the relationship. That's the other thing. Mm. You have to define the relationship. Mm-hmm. Ding 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 ding. Mm -hmm. Ladies, don't let that D 
fool you, okay? Because I think that D has messed up many a ladies. Yeah, Thought them late night pipes that he be fixing, right, Javed? <laughs> yes, the clog pipes. Yeah, <laughs> they know how to, you know, <laughs> you know what? Let me behave myself. But um, we and nothing is wrong with looking wanting to have certain things with in a relationship nothing is wrong but if we are focused solely on the material the tangible then we have an issue if you are only focused on what the person can give you meaning the shopping sprees etc and you have no care in the world about how he treats you as a human being or her, because I'm speaking to both parties, both men and women, if the other person, if you're not concerned about how the other person is treating you, are they listening to you? Do they care about your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions? If all of that is of no concern to them, you have an issue. Clearly, you're with an opportunist. They're only about themselves, selfish. And that is why it is. And I think opportunists are able to move on quickly. One relationship or it didn't work out on to the next one real quick. And they have the next one before they even move on. Because they have that Rolodex. You have some of them who <laughs> will tell you they purposefully hang out at certain spots whether it's in the um, VIP lounge at the airport or they go to the yacht club or they go into these high-end um, spaces making sure they're all dolled up. They will use their last dollar and put on, get that expensive suit or, you know, whatever to look the part to trap the next victim. And it's both men and women who do it. So, moments. Mm -hmm. A woman that has been married, divorced, married, divorced. Now she just wants someone in her home to protect her, to help her pay the bills, take care of her children. Should we consider her an opportunist? That's all she wants. She doesn't want love. She doesn't want to give love to anyone, just somebody to protect her. Is she making it clear to that party that that's all she's interested in? If that's the case, call Hawkeye. Oh, my gosh, I'm thinking Jamaica. Now, Hawkeye, get you, whether, uh, get you a security company. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's, isn't, isn't that using? Would you want somebody to do that to you, Javet? The only reason I want Javet there. Is because Javette works a good job. She stays on top of the bills. I know I'm not going to end up homeless. She makes sure I am fed. How do you feel? So again, I think is you, you still have to come back to the intention of the relationship. Because mm -hmm. I know a lot of men that would be okay to have... A woman just want them there to protect them. 
mm-hmm. and then they can go out and do whatever they want to do and vice versa. You know, it's funny you said that because yesterday I said to Marlon, I know some couples do it, but for us, I don't think we could do it. You have couples who are divorced, no longer together, no longer in a relationship, but they still reside in the same house. And I said, you know, probably it makes sense because when you think of how the economy is right now and the cost of living and going out there and getting an apartment for a one bedroom or a studio for $2,000 and, you know, the list of bills, probably it's the best thing. But at least they have established that. Are we establishing what it is that we're getting into with the other person or are we misleading them? So the opportunist is misleading then. That's what I would think. Anybody else wants to share their thoughts on that? I think opportunists are pretenders. They pretend to care. They pretend to have a vested interest in you, but all at the end of the day, they're only thinking about their end goal, what it is that they want to accomplish. They have their agenda. They're selfish. And that's why politicians do so well, because they're opportunists. But um, on a serious note, in relationships, what are your thoughts? Hmm. Is everybody sleeping tonight? Let's wake this up. You know, Come on, Donald. it's food I for thought. I know you have something to say. It's food for thought. Because I tell you something. I'd probably I would probably be quiet too, Javet, honestly, because now what is happening is probably everyone is doing an assessment of the people in their lives, whether it's an intimate relationship or or not. Everybody, because now you have to look around you, friends, family, associates. Exactly where do you stand? And we also have to turn the, the lens on ourselves. Are we guilty? Have we done anything that could have us classified as being an opportunist? Good moments. Good evening. Good night, good night, good night. Hold on, Chief. Hold on, Chief. Go ahead, No, Donald. go ahead. Go ahead, Donald. Yeah, good night. If you're a giver, there's a very high probability that a lot of people in your in the relationships and around you are opportunists just taking advantage of the fact that you're a giver and if you're a giver it's what you do so you don't see anything wrong with it oftentimes you you think the relationship is mutual until you take an assessment and realize but wait this has been one way for a while i've been the one keep giving they are always taking. I feel good because I think, oh, it's my friends or it's my my partner or, or we have that special relationship. So I that's what you do. But that when you realize it takes talk, like you may listen to or hear a conversation like tonight and you sit back and you start evaluating yourself and you realize, wait, maybe I don't even have much friends. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're just a bunch of opportunists taking advantage on the fact that i'm a giver right yeah go ahead chief thank 
Good evening, everyone. How is everyone? Good evening, Chief. So, Javed said, wake it up. So. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> where are you, no, Chief? Where kidding. are you? Where, where are you? Where are you? I, I'm, I'm traveling. I'm traveling. Oh. I'm traveling. Okay. Right. Okay. Sorry. Be safe. No, please be safe. <laughs> I am. No, I am. I am. Um, so, I don't think, I, I don't think opportunity and idea, ideal, are separate things, right? Like, like, for example, a person may say, this is the idea of opportunity for me to develop a healthy relationship. So that person is thinking idealistically and opportunistically. Like they often do not work hand in hand. I don't think anybody's not an opportunist. You know what I'm saying? I think people people act on that very thing. Like, let me take this opportunity to step out. I haven't been out in a while. Let me take advantage of the situation. Not necessarily the person, but the situation, right, that involves a person. And it, because it might be an ideal situation for me, right? I see them working more hand in hand than not hand in hand. And I think if they're not working hand in hand, they may be different words to use, like, you know, an abuser or, or, or somebody who's just, you know, self, self, self centered. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, I think people can operate out of those things, but I don't think, I don't think vilifying or, or making those words polar opposites are necessary because everybody uses them mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. everybody uses them, you know yeah so thank you chief thank you donald um javed put in the chat can you fault a person for taking from the person who gives people who don't who people who give don't give for something in return now um i think there's a thin line there javed because <sighs> okay you're give, and i guess it plays on one's conscience right um if i'm a give or let's say you're a giver let me get this right i'm trying to put my thoughts together if you're a giver javet and you're always giving to me if i have a conscience I am going to be the one who's going to say, whoa, Javet, no, or let me, you know, something. No, no, no. I'm going to try to stop you at some point. And, you know, <clears throat> it's funny that we're having this conversation because, hey, Miss Donna. So I'm going to refer to Donna Ingram, for example. Know her from high school. All right. Um, I will be giving to her but she pumps the brakes because, she, and I understand where she's coming from. She's a business person. So she has that business mindset. No, no, let me do this, right? I'm like, no, it's okay. Don't worry about it. No, no, no. Then you will have someone else who, because you have supported them and you know, you have encouraged them and motivated them and they they are truly grateful for what you do and they are like don't worry about anything i got you now 
in my mind, this is me personally. I'm like, no, uh, 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 uh. I can't, I don't want to take advantage of anything. If I'm supporting you, I'm supporting you. So I think it boils down to conscience and I hope I'm making sense. Yes, you're going to have people who give and give and give and they will give you their very last and nothing is wrong with that. But I think we, the receiver, especially if we're always receiving from them, we need to have a conscience and know that there comes a time when it's okay to say to them, no, 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 no. I have family members. At our givers mm-hmm. and whenever you try to um, give them something in return or don't want to accept what they're giving they'll say to me that I'm blocking their blessings so on one end and this is you know new to me because mm-hmm. I've never really had people to give me things So, and I don't like taking from people because I would feel like I owe you something as well. Mm -hmm. So I have been uh, coming to the realization that there are some people that enjoy giving. Mm -hmm. And just like they say to me, if I don't take it, I'm blocking their blessings and I kind of have to, you know, accept that. But what I do to curtail the constant giving is I don't always go with them places or do things with me um, every time they ask. I'm glad you mentioned that, Javet, because do you know that there are some people who are givers, but they're opportunistic givers? Facts, yes. Can you tell the difference? They're giving you, what they're doing is they're banking, right? They're making deposits and they're going to keep depositing. You go out together, they want to pay for everything. They want to pay for the trips. They want to pay for the vacation. They want to pay for the clothes, the shoes, the food, everything. And all of that is a deposit. And then the time is going to come when they're going to ask you to do something and the minute you, and if you tell them you're not able to, then they start listing everything that they have done for you and given to you. Never even thought of that. Yes, I've had, I've had, so my East coast family is kind of like that. So that's why I've never liked accepting anything from um, anyone because they will throw it back in your face and 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 do it in a way that will make you feel like you're the smallest person there is. Yeah. So I've always had a problem taking from anyone. But my family here, uh, where am I? Central United States. <laughs> you're they're downtown. like. You're in Mexico. You're in Mexico. Consider down south. Okay. You're in Mexico. (laughs) They are givers, and um, again, like I told you, what I do, or there's times where, if we're all at the restaurant, 
I will have to go to the waiter or whatever and give them the credit card first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have to do things like that because I do feel some type of way with someone always giving me. Right. But their thing is blocking their blessings. I I don't know who raised them. (laughs) Yeah. Do that's go ahead, chief. Yeah, that's, um, that's you, that's you learning discernment and knowing people who, who understand the difference between a gift and a sacrifice, mm-hmm. right? Because some people, some people don't understand the art of giving and they think they do. And like Moments just said, there are people who use giving as an opportunity because the, the gift has, it has a, an emotional string attached to it, right? Like I did this, I did that. Mm-hmm. As a you, you know, you can sense when somebody mm-hmm. is giving from an authentic, you know, authentic space. Like they really don't expect anything back. They won't even call you the next day, right? You won't even hear from them for a day, you know, a yes. few days, and, and because they didn't, they've given it and walked away from it. Yeah, you know, it's like I used to tell people. I one of the, my big pet peeves is when somebody says I love you and they say you didn't know say I love you back. I I detest it. I detest it because. Love is a gift. And if so, you gave me a gift, the what you should what you should expect from me is thank you. Because it means I actually value the gift you gave me. I heard somebody me saying say it back. That. Yeah, me saying it back is a habit. It's habitual. So I might say it back and and mumble it even. Like you say good morning, morning. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like a a a a a, a reflex as opposed to an actual actual action. Uh, or movement is is very different, and we need to know the difference between somebody who has the capacity to give. Like that's their personality. It's like a love language for them. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. this is just how I, I just love to do this, and I don't expect things in return. I just want to see people happy. You know they they will they are able to express that. The people who don't express it, not mean just in normal relationships you know, or, or, or how they, the, just in action, like, let me, let me, let me get the gas. You know what I'm saying? You came all the way out here to buy, do this for me. You know, let, let me show, let me show reciprocity. Mm-hmm. That's, that's something different than expectation. When you expect something, that's not giving. Mm-hmm. Right. That's sacrifice. Yeah. So very, um, mm, they're complex. And you made a valid point earlier, Chief. They can walk hand in hand, being idealistic and being opportunistic. Um, we have to do a, an analysis on ourselves. We have to check ourselves, see where we fall on the spectrum. Are we users or are we genuine? Are we givers? Are we takers? And being givers... Have we been taken advantage of? Are we always wanting to receive? Are we always like, okay, let me see what this person can do for me, me, me. What's in it for me? Everything is a with them. What's in it for me? So some food for thought. Um, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we have days in a days with Rosolo and Marlon. But I have a question. So everything. I'm looking at the word homosexual and I'm only seeing images of men. Is it only in reference to men or is it to both men and women? A homosexual is a person who has 
sex with strangers to prevent homelessness. They're also called romantic hobos, love train riders, and hobosexuals. Um, the word hobosexual. Hobo? Hobo, hobo. H, hobo. No, hobo. H O B O. Okay. The word hobosexual comes from the word hobo, which means homeless. So is it is it used mostly for men or is it used for both men and women? Because I'm new to this word. I've never, I don't know any female homosexuals, but I'm sure. So if it fits, if it fits, wear it. <laughs> I just, I, I mean. Yeah, we, we call them hobo hunters. <laughs> You know, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, but yeah, um, don't pick up any, but how do you though, I think it's your gut instinct, your intuition will let you know that something is off with this person and the red flags are there. Um, and as I said, ladies, don't let no man lay no pipe, do no good plumbing that you are blind to what they're doing, taking advantage of you. And likewise, men, don't let that girl put it down on you so good. Best you ever had that you don't realize that she emptying out your bank account on the back end. Be smart about it. Wait, wait, what are you saying? We got to ration it? I mean, like you take a partial? I don't understand this process. Just don't be blinded by the... Physical. But you said don't let them put it. Don't let them put that on you. Like don't let them that, put it down like on you, you so good that you're so blind that they're. By the time you've done, your bank account is empty because they're riding you so good. And while they're riding you, they're on their phones because they're in cowgirl reverse position and they're on their phones or they got a hold of your phone and they're busy transferring money out to your account. That's all I'm saying, you know. So what I, I mean, do I the first night? <laughs> you know what? let me take a break and come right back chief 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 you are way out of control if you're just tuning in to the quality music zone qmzradio.com and johnoradio.com welcome to days after dark thank you to everyone here with me on clubhouse thank you for joining me i'm your host moments and i'm joined by my gracious co-hosts javette sanet rosolo and marlon and just a quick psa the show is being streamed live on internet radio and the clubhouse replays are on please be reminded that this is a safe space and a no judgment zone we're here to engage in adult conversations share experiences and learn from each other okay i'ma let joe do the talking I'm giving up the booty calls, spinning seas at the top top bars. No leaving with two or three girls to pick me off. See, all I need is one who's really down. Someone to turn this player's life around. Girl, I feel like you could be the one. In my life, cause I'm tired of living, trying. Don't wanna be a player no more. See, I think I found someone I can live my life for. Mm-hmm. Don't wanna be a player no more. And it 
is time for In a Days with Marlon and Rosolo. This is our relationship advice segment. So, Rosolo, you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Here's your Malik. Let me turn him down a little bit. Hold on, Marlon. Hold on. Hold on, Marlon. Hold on. Let me turn this down so we can hear you. Go right ahead. You know what I'm saying? Before Roll Reed, um, I think I have you you and Javette do this one for me. Okay. Uh, with Chani when I get a chance, but you and Miss Javette can do this one for me, please. All right. Okay. All right. Be safe, Marlon. All right. Thank you. Okay, Rosolo, take it away. All right. Good evening again, everyone. So tonight, in a day's relationship advice letter, for woman prefers the thrill of hunt over monogamy. I'm a, I'm a woman in my late 30s. I've had a few failed relationships and a marriage that ended in divorce. At one point, I juggled three lovers at a time. <clears throat> I like being in a committed relationship, but I have yet to be faithful to any partner I have ever dated. In my teens, I was raped by an 18-year-old guy and molested by a man who was in his 40s. I received counseling and therapy starting in my late 20s. I love the thrill of meeting someone new and learning what they want for a little while. I mimic and mirror their emotions and make them fall in love. Then I get bored and move on to the challenge of conquering the next man's heart. I don't want to continue being a cheater, but I lose interest in my lovers quickly. I crave the thrill of the chase. How can I learn to be faithful and not be so fickle in love? Unfaithful, signed unfaithful in the South. Javet. Javet. Javet probably not near to her phone. Javet. I'm here. I'm okay. here. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get back to the phone quick enough. <laughs> okay. I can't say what I was thinking. <laughs> yes, you Neither can. can I. Neither can I. <laughs> I'll okay, say for well, you. Okay, see. I see. <laughs> I was like, ooh, kind of remind me of myself. No. Um, that part. That part. <laughs> Honestly, the only advice that I can give is be the change you want to be. If you want to not be a player, don't play anymore. Set an intention. See how it feels. Mm -hmm. Or just become... Polyandry, that's when the woman does it. I was watching that show this weekend. Polyandry, polyandrious, a woman with more than one man. Mm -hmm. That's my that's my answer. But each, but they will all know that you have more than one, right? Yes, you have to watch the show. Have you watched the show? No. You yes. <laughs> no. I watched the whole thing this weekend. Yes. Oh, I saw one episode. They will, know. they will know. They all know they live together. They all, okay. they, they're, they're, they have a great relationship with each other. They know. So, Russell, they can I ask a question? Can, she said she's still, is she still working with a the therapist? She just said she started to go in the late 20s, in her late 20s. Okay. 
But she doesn't say that she um, has continued the therapy sessions. I think she needs therapy. What do you um, think? I think it's a mix needs, of both. Yeah. She needs therapy from the trauma that she went through. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But she just may like the thrill of having more than one person. Mm-hmm. But do you think that, that doesn't mean something's wrong with her? True. That is true. But Javet, exactly. let me ask you a question. Um, because she has gone through the trauma, she uses that experience to create a block that she's probably not even aware that she's built this wall up. And because of the trauma, she doesn't want to get attached to anyone. So she, this is her way to like get back at men because they hurt her. So she's going to hurt them. I didn't get hurt from her letter. Did you get hurt from her letter, Rosola? No, I didn't. I didn't get hurt. I think it's just, I'm not even sure. I, I know it's hard for people to separate the two that she was, she was molested at an early age. And then she has this life where she likes to cheat and have multiple men. I'm not sure they have to be related, you know, mm-hmm. to Javette's point. Well, she can, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it has some relate, but if she, she could go through therapy and heal from what happened to her as a child and or in her early teens but still love to have multiple partners there's nothing wrong with that society makes something wrong with it that's why okay. she's questioning herself okay we make fair enough think, you know she could still i mean she could still want to have multiple partners even after healing and going i mean i know i did so i mean it's, it's possible you mm-hmm. can heal and still want to have it is what it is right there's nothing wrong with her because of that and i think mm-hmm. in society we make it look because the old woman having much partner, she's a hoe, and that's that's the word, you know, she's a hoe, and she's really not. And who created that label? Men created that for us, right? They they dictated how we should be, and the we felt for created it. that. That too. Yeah, I want to. I want to hear from Chief. Was that Chief? That yeah, Chief. Yeah, I think Chief yeah, opened yeah, his yeah, mic. Chief. Good evening, Chief. Well, first of all, since you're so curious. <laughs> Bring it on. She's putting on, she's putting on a sexy voice. Okay. I don't know who he's trying to seduce. Chief, I'm not, we're, we're I'm all not. used to you by now. No, there's, there's it's no, okay. There's keep there's the no. sexy voice, Chief. Keep, keep keep the sexy voice. It's night radio. Go ahead. Go ahead. For you. you got it. You Thank got you. It. <laughs> so, um, no, it's clear. It's obvious that she's making the connection between her habits and being molested or raped Mm -hmm. because she brought it up. So she's attaching the two as having a relationship to each other, despite the enjoyment, right? Because you can internalize trauma and transform it into something else, right? Like Mm -hmm. people who witness killings at a young age and become killers and actually enjoy it. You know, it it, it, it shows it, that kind of thing can show up in many ways, right? <clears throat> I think she's not because she likes the art of the hunt and the relationship aspect of it, like the thrill of relationship. She's she's telling us that it also creates a level of dysfunction, right? And, but how do you deal with that kind of dysfunction? And I'm just speaking from her inputting 
the things that she put into that letter, just using those clues. And because she's telling us that this is something that I find fulfilling, right? Because it keeps me, it, it, cha- it transforms how I perceive that experience that I had, right? It makes me, it, some people look at it as it made me lesser than, it made me less valuable. It made me weak. Some people transform that and say, I'm going to be the powerful one. And I'm gonna, it's gonna, and I'm gonna make a bad experience fulfilling. You know, it's just how you, how you choose to come out of that problem. But obviously, it's becoming more problematic because at some point, that gift that you have starts to lose its edge, right? And you start to the alarms go off, and you start thinking, man, have I become so distasteful? to myself that I can see who I am now. Like, I don't want to be this despite the thriller. So that's, that's all I'll put in for now. So you agree with me then chief is what you're saying. There is a correlation. Yes, absolutely. And the reason I said that there's a correlation, I'm so sorry. So the reason I said that there's a correlation because for example, many people who get into stripping or who become prostitutes, they will tell you about their past, which involves trauma. Go ahead, Rosolo. My apologies. No, it was... Oh, I'm sorry, Javet. I'm sorry. I, I see that on one side, and then I also see the other side as it being used as a qualifier. So she's not looked at as a H or a S. Okay. Because when you're telling your story, the masses will look at you like, what is wrong with you? Why can't you just be with one man? Why do you need more than one man to be excited? So instead of her just saying she likes it, she can also use that as that qualifier. So she's not looked at in a certain way. You've been abused. So when people are abused, like Chief just said, you can go left or you can go right. And you as that person will decide what side you're going to go. So it can be either either one of these responses. But in her letter, you can see that she has been thinking about it and probably wants to change. Hmm. She said she's what? Um, Rosola, what was the last part bef- um, of the that letter before? Hold on, I went and got another glass of wine. I'm sorry, y'all were talking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lord. <clears throat> Man, ain't nothing wrong with wine. Jesus sorry, turned water I'm, into wine. Into wine. Yes. My apologies. But one thing I want to say, but let me get back to the story. But um, the last thing she says is, how can I learn to be faithful and not be so fickle in love? So she wants to be faithful. She, she so now, so it seems as though she's getting older now, right? Because how old is she now? Because she was, 
she had her. She's um, in her thirties. She's got a lot of years left. She got a lot of okay. years of home left. She's so, got a couple more years. Okay, so she's in her thirties. She's getting older now. She's probably noticing that everyone around her um, is settling down or has already settled down, and so she wants to try this thing. She needs because therapy. that's what she's been told is right. True. So she, if she can't figure it out for herself, I would recommend she go get therapy. She get if she's no longer seeing the therapist that she started to see in her twenties, she needs to go back to therapy. If you ask me, and try to navigate those emotions and see what steps she can take. She needs a, a chart or something to help guide her. I don't know. I, I wouldn't know what to tell her. No, I, I agree that she does need therapy. I mean, in, in this particular situation, because of her childhood trauma, she needs therapy. And especially since she's using that, um, I, I agree with Javette. She's using saying, okay, I went through this particular situation, right? Because she can take that whole narrative out and just say, I like to be in, with multiple men, you know? And, and that that just be the situation, but she's not there. She, does, she, she sort of feels ashamed about how, who she is as a person. But what I will say is um, she mentioned something about um, using the men and then just moving on to the next man, right? Mm -hmm. My only thing with that part is be careful of karma, mm -hmm. right? If you're gonna you if, if you're if you're malicious or your your intent is negative when you when 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 you're with these men, um, then that's gonna come back to you, and you don't want that type of energy to come back to you. You need you you. She needs to be more intentional with if she's if she's do if she wants multiple partners let the partners know you know let the people know there are men that don't care mm -hmm. find the right relationship find the right man who can be in that kind of relationship with you and not care that you're not using or abusing their love or abusing their generosity because you don't want to leave anybody hurt you're already a hurt person you don't want to leave you know this this pile of you know hurt men who are going to go back out there now and hurt someone else so karma is, is is i just always think about karma and what's what's going to happen to the person if you want to have multiple partners that's fine mm -hmm. but you don't have to be malicious in your intent you know what i mean don't make i make them fall in love with me then i get bored and move on to the challenge of conquering the next man's heart mm -hmm. let's not let's not conquer any hearts let's not break any man's heart they don't deserve that exactly so Rosolo, what, what I'm hearing from you is, um, she needs to work on herself is what I'm hearing. She needs to work on herself. I, I think she needs to refrain from going on to her next victim. She needs to just stop, just stop big old period. Stop. Don't, don't go, don't look for the next person. Break it all off. Go into, um, what, what's that? take a vow of celibacy for whether it's a month three months yeah. something work on yourself get in love with yourself be faithful to yourself navigate your thoughts your emotions everything and i think if she goes through that she will learn to be able to think before she acts and she will be more um intentional right she, and i think yeah Go ahead. I'm no, sorry. No, 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 no. Um, so that, and I, I think she needs to learn to be kind to herself as well. Mm -hmm. 
I think mm-hmm. she is probably who to tell. She's probably blaming herself for some of what has happened. So she has to forgive herself, be kind to herself, and be intentional. That's it. Go right ahead, Rosolo. I forgot my thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It'll come back to me in a moment. Does anyone else have any um, comments or feedback on the story or on the letter? Excuse me. Oh, I know what I was going to say. When we talk about working on ourselves, people always um, say working on yourself as if you're only working on yourself through that situation. It's a daily process. Mm-hmm. It's a forever process, working on yourself. It's not just work on yourself now, get better, and then, you know, everything's going to can't. It's a daily process. You're working on yourself daily. And I don't want anyone to take it lightly that you work through situations and then there's a pause and you can go on with life. You need to work on yourself it's a daily process from now to the day you take your last breath, you continue to work on yourself and improve on who you are. Just be the person that you want to be. Mm-hmm. It's not temporary. Facts. I just wanted to say that. So I have one more question. Um, so she, I she prefer the sexy things? voice. I'd rather the radio voice, please. Or else we're not going <laughs> to answer the question. <laughs> I'll call you later. Um, <laughs> Oh my gosh, okay. Ooh. <laughs> Let me get a glass of wine again. Too. I can't with you too. Go ahead, Chief. Okay, so um how did you say did she I mean did did she say she was in her thirties or that she's in her thirties? She's in her thirties. Okay. I wish I knew what a little better. Uh, the reason I asked is uh, say that is because you know, when you think about the sexual stages that we go through as just as humans, because I'm trying to see her in a 360 degree perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know, women in their twenties, that when they're when they're in their twenties, anyway, you know, they wanna they wanna please men and be attractive, be cute, you know, and they seek romance. And men are primarily looking for sex, sexual validation, you know, in twenties. But then in the thirties, you know, men tend to be seek more companionship because they didn't, you know, they didn't play the field and did they think, you know, that, that sex heart combo is much more fulfilling now. And women, you know, unfortunately in the thirties, you know, just the, just the stats in their thirties, if they haven't had a successful, you know, relationship or go at it in the twenties, they end up, they usually divorce or have failed relationships because they experience all these men that are full of dopamine. <laughs> right. And, in this stage, a lot of women in their 30s start to reverse, you know, in the early 30s, and they respond better sexually or intimately. And men are much more distrustful of, <laughs> of women. They're a little more bitter or angry when they're in their 30s. And so, they, you know, they end up with, in risky affairs. And so we know that women are more likely to, to even date, you know, or, or break up a relationship without a replacement. Men, not so much. You know, they're a little bit different. And so I'm just wondering, maybe she's just she is going through that phase, that cycle where she may be closer to her 40s, coming into 40. Mm-hmm. And that's usually when you start to think a little more, you know, you think different. You, you, you're more mature. You've experienced a lot more. And, you you know, your your thought process has changed, but not just your thoughts, your hormones change, you know. And so that's why I said she may be at that point where she's not that she her capacity is a little different mm-hmm. and she can start to feel the shift you know so i just wanted to put that out there and that's a very valid point didn't think about that <laughs> anybody else wants to share their thoughts 
you know, I think she's, I think she enjoys what she's doing. And I, I don't personally, she, I don't think she wants to stop listening to the letter. And I think it's just fun for her. But what, as Rose said earlier, I think she needs to find the right guys. Stop stringing these guys on because there's, there's guys out there will do this thing. Just let them know. Let them know where you stand. Let them know where you want to be. And this is what I want. This this is what I want. You have guys who are just, okay, you want to have five, six of us? Go ahead. As long as I have time for you, just give me one day, one night. There's guys like that. So she needs to let them know. And I don't think the therapy going to work for her because she's been in therapy and it's not working. So she needs to just let these guys know what she wants and this is how it's going to be. And some guys not going to be with it. Some of them will. I personally believe she, she, she's enjoying the trail. Okay. It's fun for her. She's loving it. Um, many of us has been in relationships or have more than one person and we enjoy the thrill. We do. You know, I've been there and it was fun. You know, so uh, I, I don't think she want to fix anything. I just think she just just let these guys know what's going on and where she stands. That's it. So Marlon, the fact that she mentioned that she's in her late 30s that doesn't that wouldn't serve as an indicator that you know something there is a shift as as chief pointed out there is a shift so now she's ready to try something different because she realizes that and but who to tell she's probably thought about you know wanting a family i'm just throwing that in the in the mix she's probably thought about wanting a family and wanting to have a stable situation whether she's going to be in a long-term relationship or not but she wants to at least have some stable environment for a child i'm just saying i'm, I'm just trying to put scenarios together um and because of that she's having a shift in the way she's thinking and she's the fact that she has written the letter she is asking for help she's yearning for help she realizes that she needs to do something different she can't keep doing the same thing what are your thoughts well if if that's what she wants to do she has to let these guys know and she just needs to choose one if this is where she wants to be this is my advice to her if she wants to settle down with one person she needs to find that one person who make her happy, who's going to, you know, just have have fun with her and they could, they could do whatever they want. And she needs to find that one person and stick with that one person. But if she doesn't find the right person, she's going to keep doing what she's doing. But she cannot keep going on like this and, and you know, and with three different guys and then she keep coming back saying the same thing. Oh, I need help and I need somebody for advice. You have to man up sometimes in life and say, okay, I'm going to, I have three of them. I need to pick one. Let me choose one. And this is the one I want to be with. But you, you, you just can't do that because as Rose said earlier, when you hurt somebody, it's, it's, it's not a good thing. When, when, when somebody's hurt, it's not a good feeling and you don't know how people will snap. So I, the best thing for her to do, she needs to let them know if this is what she wants to do, or she just needs to pick one 
go find somebody new, start over, and just do her thing. But she has to let these guys know what she's doing because nothing stays in the dark forever. And if they find out on what it was and she's stringing them on and doing this foolishness, somebody going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to see that. Yeah. So she needs to let him know. The the other thing that um, I see in this story is her first experiences may have been from trauma. So she doesn't even really know what a relationship may look like. Right? Mm-hmm. Or what what like I'm finding out at my young age now about the acronyms. I might have seen little things, you know, here and there, but it you know, I didn't even think about those type of things as being part of my sexual journey. Or to even know that there's um counselors, sex counselors, you know. Most of the time when you have that trauma, you're not going to a sex counselor. You're going to just a regular counselor. So in having these different men, it, it, it's not like the the thrill is there too, but then she's also maybe finding what she may or may not like in a partner, but still not even aware what is good or what's bad or what society deems as you know good or bad you know society for the most part sees anything outside of just a man and a woman as not good true right so there's a lot of things that she needs to explore find out and she just took this one avenue doing it but like everyone said, now she's at a different part of her life where she wants to decide on the direction she needs to go, that she wants to go. I'm not going to say that therapy, um, she doesn't want therapy. Me coming from the trauma, it's not something that goes away you know, after a year or 10 years or whatever it is, it can last for a while. You can, you can be a functional person that is still hurt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Thank you. Uh, more, thank one, you. One, uh, okay. Sorry. And after Chief Donald and then Rosolo. Yeah. Okay. The, I was just thinking as uh, Javette was talking, there's also this thing, this thing called power association. Okay. And so <clears throat> people who who um, experience a certain type of trauma, whether it's abuse, uh, like physical beating abuse, sexual abuse, whatever the uh, verbal abuse, there's this thing called power association that people attach themselves to, you know, through the through the experience, you know. So, like, for example, she may have been um she may have actually had a crush or something on the person, on that first person that had that experience with her, right? And it turned into something else and she realized this is about power and control, you know? And people who associate that experience with power and control 
utilize it on other people. I've even met some people, you know, some guys who are homosexuals who had extremely, um, um, how do I put it? Um, I guess you could say aggressive and, and domineering mothers. And they took on the traits of their mother. They, this is, this is them talking. They said, no, being a man didn't seem powerful to me. I saw my mother and she was, she was powerful. And they, and they, 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 as they speak, they're emulating female body motions, feminine body motion, right? Because this is something that they were observing and picked up and internalized because as males, they too were abused for being a male. And they mm. picked up on that, right? Picked up on it, internalized it and became it. But it was it was power association. Wow. So that may be part of why she has that tendency to maintain this this type of thing. Like I'm bored with this control. I don't. I, it's not fun controlling this situation no more. There's nothing else to control. I've overcome you. I've, I've conquered the situation. Let me go to the next thing. She needs, yeah. So go, I'll, I'll go and I'll stand 10 toes down on what I said. She needs a break. She needs to just break away from men for a while and focus on herself. Did Donald have a um, comment? Yes, yes. Um, obviously, her experience earlier has some bearing on the situation, but I see some connections here that maybe. It's kind of different also. Um, someone mentioned that she's probably conflating sex with love. But in the article, she says that she takes the time to make sure that her victims or her partners also fall in love with her to the point where I think she has that kind of control. So she knows, she plays on what she's doing. And she put them in a situation, I guess, where as Chief probably rightly said just now, it gives her the power to take control of the situation. And uh, once you get them to that stage, she she can move on. Also, I think to some extent, there is some enjoyment in what she does. And I think one of the things she struggles with is not necessarily what she do, but what society she is born and growing. So it's almost like she's struggling with the norm. So she feels she's different because she's told that she's different. She's told that she should have one person and um, have this monobus, this, this relationship with, with, with loved one man and stuff. But somehow she seems to have some sort of enjoyment or she feels good having multiple men. You understand the only difference is that she's not telling these men what she's doing. But I don't take it that she's totally against what she's doing. I think she's just trying to conform. So it might be a case where she's trying to fit in rather than to change what she's actually doing. Mm. And her guilt comes from the fact that she thinks, if I'm doing that and everybody else is saying something different, then maybe what I'm doing is wrong. How can I get to be like everybody else as opposed to defining what it is she wants to deal with? 
that's just my take on it, Salmato. All right. Thank you so much, Rosolo. Thank you, Donnell. Thank you. And thank you, Unfaithful in the South, for your letter. Um, I hope our words had some type of inspiration on you. Thank you for all the comments and feedback. So here we go. Um, basically, we all agree that, that her past has some significant effect on what she's what's happening in her life right now, whether negative or positive, whether she's using it as a crutch or she, you know, or, or not. So we moments is suggested that she goes to therapy, take a break, take a break from men, take a break from everything and just go to therapy and work on yourself. And when you're working on yourself, understand who you are and understand what you need from a relationship. That's key. Understand what you need from the relationship and then you identify what type of relationship you truly want. And when you understand that, if it's that you want to change the way you handle uh, you handle situations and you want to be with one person, then that's the life you live. But if you still find that you like multiple partners, then be honest with the people that you choose to be a part of your life. And don't, don't use people and hurt people just because... Um, that's your lifestyle. That may not be their lifestyle. So the key to it, you said you follow, you make them fall in love with you, and then you, you get bored. To Donnell's point, don't do that. Marlon said it as well. Don't do that. That's the key. to For me, that's the key. Don't walk around just using men and hurting them just because. Work on yourself and understand why you're doing it. And then find the partners. If you, if you find that you want to be in, um, um, with multiple partners, and find partners that like the same lifestyle. Right, and uh, and then choose the right relationship for yourself. Sounds good to me. I, I that sounds fair enough. Rosolo, want to say thank you so much for in a days with Rosolo and Marlon. Are we going to continue with talking a little bit more about how women love versus how men love after this one from the Tony Rich Project? Nobody knows. Big thank you to everyone listening on the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com and JohnnoRadio.com. Welcome to Days After Dark. Thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. Thank you. I'm Moments with me, and I'm joined by my gracious co-hosts, Javet, Sonette, Rosolo, and Marlon. Just a quick PSA, the show is being streamed live on internet radio, and the Clubhouse replays are on. Please be reminded that this is a safe space and a no-judgment zone. We are here to engage in adult conversations, share experiences, and learn from each other.
so back to our conversation opportunistic versus idealistic so a little bit about idealists is it complicated for idealists to date well according to kerosimagazine.com idealists love to be in love they yearn to find their soulmate the perfect one that's meant for them they believe in signs destiny romance and true love they love to love others so they love to date with each new relationship, there is the possibility that this might be the one. But dating can be complicated for idealists because they often find themselves disappointed with how reality does not match up with ideality. If they meet the one, they are elated until they find that the one isn't the one anymore. They hope to feel a certain way when they meet the one, and when they do, they fall in love. This can be the start of growth as to become one, or it can also be short-lived if they fall in love with who they imagined they'd meet rather than the person they've actually met. Idealists can overcome this, however, if they recognize that true love is not about finding that perfect someone, but rather it is a journey of becoming soulmates together as they turn the idealistic situation into reality every day. So are men more idealistic than women? Is it true, men? Do you um, yearn to find your soulmate? Do men believe in signs, destiny, romance, and true love? Love to love others? Love to date men? What do you have to say, Donald, Marlon, Chief, <laughs> Drake? We believe in soulmates. I mean, I mean, we don't want to be running around all for all our lives. You know, we want to find that one person to you know to make us happy. Not that way. Nobody can make you happy. Right. You have to make yourself happy, but just find that one person you can share your happiness with. You know, and just have fun with. Be yourself. Uh, we all we all need that as men. We need that, uh, and I believe when when not all, but when most men find that person, they don't they don't do in the same crap. They run around and do all these things no more. You know? you'd be surprised what can change your mind from doing certain things. Um, you know, people call men cheaters and stuff, but there's someone out there who can stop him from doing the cheating. And if he's not stopping it with you, with with you, you are not the one. But we are, but, but we are men, and we are looking for that. We all need to be loved, and we look for love as well. You know, it just don't seem that way. You think all men look for love, Marlon? Because I've heard some men say them not fall in love with no woman, and no, they say that. But I believe talk, in that right talk, woman comes along is. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just talk. It's just talk. Okay. Marlon just said something. And it had to do with a man going out there and having more than one person. If he is really with that person that he loves, he wouldn't cheat on them. But there's so many men that say that it's two different feelings. 
talk about that. Yeah, it's 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 a possibility, but I don't think if you're with, I'm not going to say we don't get the urge of doing things. Cause we all, as men, we all see somebody. Oh, she's beautiful! Wow. But when you think about what you have at home, you know, and like, why why am I going to mess sleep with that? You know, sleep with Rosolo and mess up what I have at home. It don't make sense. A lot of us men do think. We we have that urge like, I would love to hit that. Because we, you're all when physical. We draw back and, we're all physical. So as soon as we, we draw back, like, you know, I can't do that. And that's why a lot of us, when we, when we have someone and we love that, in love with that person, we don't put ourselves in situations where we know we can get weak. Because we are weak, and things can happen, and this is where sometimes everybody argues, everybody you know do things, and everybody um, have their different opinions and stuff. But never, ever, ever you, you let your man leave the house and spend the night out after an argument. It's a possibility he's going to find somebody because there's always somebody waiting to take your man. You better believe that. So you never let your man, and a woman, but now I speak with the man, never let them leave the house in an argument, trying to fix it that night and do not let him leave. Don't nag it, you know, let him go in another room or something because it's a possibility he's going to go out there and when you're angry, you tend to do stuff and they will regret it later on. You know, because some of us get so angry, we cannot control the anger and there's somebody out there is waiting for you because there's a possibility he's going to call somebody and go and hand up somewhere and things, something going to happen. And that's one of the biggest regrets he's going to have. But at that time, wow. he's, he's not thinking about what he's about to get done. The next day when he wakes up, he'll be like, wow, what the hell did I just do? So we have to try not to so, Everybody have arguments. Marla, let me ask you a question. You said we should not let the man leave, but what about the man taking responsibility and not leaving? And I, say, you know I what, no matter what, him, I'm not leaving. I'm going to go in the room or I'm going to just walk around yeah, outside if, for a bit, but I'm not leaving. But be honestly, but be honest, 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 honest. Mm -hmm. If you and your man is arguing, mm -hmm. most women don't know how, don't know when to stop. If the man walk away and goes in the room and close the door, she's right behind him, nagging, 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 nagging. And most men throw their hands up and like, you know what, baby, you win. And you're still going on. So they leave. Majority of women is like that because they have to get their point across. They have to. And if the man ever once say, you know what, and start arguing back with you and saying something, most women, they have to have the last say. And the man walk away and goes in the room and close the door, she's going to be right there. So the best thing for him to do is to leave the house. And most of the time when they leave, sometimes things happen. Not all the time, because not every man's going to go out there and look for something. They just want to get out and get some fresh air. But the strong po the strong possibility exists. All right. Yeah, but right. that's it. Okay. Thank you, Marlon. So, so Marlon, 
when you start a relationship with someone, as the, should that be one of your agreements? If we ever get in an argument, no one is to leave. Yes. Even if we can't uh, complete if, the argument if, or, you know. If you, if you can't sleep in the same room or the same bed, you know, just don't leave the house. Or both of you sleep in the bed and don't talk to each other. We have done it. Me and me and me and me and Hell yeah, I don't talk to your ass for three I, days. You know, but I'm still in the bed. Yep. You know, because I know. So we have to, and you're right, Mr. Red. I think that's something you have to put in the forefront. Hey, we are going to have a disagreement. Things going to happen. But if we argue, none of us going to leave the house. You're not going to leave. I'm not going to leave. Just go on the sofa or go in the other room and we figure this out. I don't want you to go out there. And most of the time when people go on the road angry, things happen. Yeah. Because you're not seeing clear, your things, your, your judgment is cloudy, your mind, everything is cloudy. It depends, and it depends on the type of arguments too. So we just have to be very, very careful. I'm not going to say you can't argue, because we all, every one of us have been in a relationship. Well, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm, I think so. <laughs> um, you know, we have, yeah. you know, been there and argue. So that's me. Good question, Ms. Javed. And I, 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 yeah, I appreciate that. I think that's something we need to establish in the beginning. Certain things we're you not going to do. And, and, and uh, I got to say, Ms. Javed, uh, I hope um, that one that stand with Dano is over. Lord have you know, mercy. Um, <laughs> and, well, why, 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 I, still, I, still, I still remember you, that from last why week. Why you got to get all personal, right? <laughs> oh, he, Dano, he all up in his face. Feelings about it, you don't even know. He's like, you you stepped on his territory Ooh, there. He's like, oh. I don't want I don't want to get nobody in trouble. Yeah, and next thing people think the wrong thing for real, for real. But that was funny though. But yeah. Yeah, but as Marlon said, um, you see in those moments when you're at your lowest. You see that 15%, that 20%, that 10% that you don't have in the relationship because we always have that percentage that is not fulfilled where we agree to disagree. You go out there and you would find that 20% on a platter with all the toppings on it. You understand? But And if you get sidetracked and distracted by it, as you said, you will go there, you might cheat, have a sex whatever and when you're done you ask yourself what have i done what is it did i get from this 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 physical relationship because when you're really into your woman from a man perspective if you're into a woman the interaction is more than just the physical you understand and that is why sometimes um you hear the you hear the phrase like to be my peace you know if a woman is your peace Mm -hmm. You understand? So when you come home, you come home to more than just somebody to, to sleep with and stuff like that. And it, it runs really deep. And that's why these women have so much power over men. That's why it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. If you're going home to somebody that's your peace, it doesn't matter. But if you go home and you don't find that peace, 
then it's like you're fighting against the world, you're fighting home. Because the only opinion that matters is that woman that you love, right? It doesn't matter what anybody else says, it doesn't matter what you're going through. If she's with you, you're going. That's why I say it's easy. a woman could build a man, you know, but she could also break him. So so that point, that point there is really important. And also, like, sometimes, like I know from the past, it was a case where sometimes if I'm home and I'm, I can't handle the stress of the nagging and stuff because I can't take nagging, I would go jump in the car and drive out. You know, so I used to just drive around the corner, chill by the park, just relax, and then come back home. And like, oh, don't tell me anything. Everything calmed down now. Now, she might think I'm got it. Oh, where do I go? Who I go to? I just go to, just, just to chill out, just to, to relax and come back to be able to deal with the situation better. Not that you're out there looking for anybody. You know, but so it's important that men have a certain amount of peace even when there is chaos in the home. That's everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Don. And I wanna and I want um, the woman to understand how powerful they are when they're in a relationship. Because uh, a woman runs a relationship at all. Who ru- say that again, Marley, loud and clear. Yeah, Who runs the whatever. world? I'm just, <laughs> I just talking. You know, but they do. And they're be- women, they're very powerful. So as they say they can make or break a man. And, you know, nobody wants to be disrespected or whatever, but at the end of the day, a woman is very powerful. And they, <laughs> that's all I have to say. Yeah, know our power, right? And use it with caution. Feel you on that. So who is an idealist in a relationship? The idealist desires the intimacy of a relationship and the plainness of dating. They want, as the men just said, they want support, validation, yes, and they want time together from their significant other, but also want a relationship that feels exciting and fun. Hmm. According to research done by renowned anthropologist Helen Fisher, men are far more idealistic about love and relationships than women. They are naturally designed to express love for their partners. And that is why in some African cultures, it is unusual for a woman to vocalize her feelings to a man. And here I was thinking it was the other way around, that it is hard for a man to vocalize his feelings about or toward a woman. This is interesting. Men, I I didn't know y'all were um, vocal about your feelings. So why do y'all take so long? Is it because you're away from the continent and your culture so long that, you know, has been ripped away from you that you no longer do it you've been socialized through colonization to suppress your emotions and you know not tell the woman how you really feel or take forever to tell her how you feel what is it it's somewhat like giving up some of your power so you don't give your power to any and anybody 
you know, if you think somebody can handle that power or is not in a position to have your best interests, you got it, like really got it. But with the right person, you will you will let you know open up a bit. Mm. You know, yeah. Take so the right person has the key to unlock that box of love. All right. So question after. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go right ahead. Chief was going to speak. Oh, go ahead, Chief. Yes, I was just going to say, you're you're right. Moments. I mean, everything that you outlined is is a direct influence, right? Because we don't have to carry around the re the residual of emasculation, and and I don't mean just from women but from a culture that hates women, Eurocentric cultures, we, we, we carry a lot of stuff and we have, and there are even unrealistic expectations for men. So we tend to act or respond out of suppression, not expression. So how we, how we relate here and versus how we relate back home i can tell you hands down it is significantly different right like if if you even uttered the words toxic masculinity they would you would get looked at like you got a disease because the idea of your natural disposition being toxic means you are there's something else else unnatural about your environment right and I've seen super, super, super hyper-masculine men be super, 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 super expressional, intimate. And I don't mean where you attach the word intimate with sexuality, mm -hmm. but intimate men, intimate with each other. Like it's it's cool to hug each other. It's, it's, it's like to not be able to express yourself with your fellow brother or sister is a crime. It's such a high crime. And, and and people can't even fathom that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, go to an African event. Men and women will isolate because they feel they got this camaraderie and this comfort that they have with each other where they, they fully express themselves. Then when they get with their companion later, they still have that ability to express themselves, right? But there's nothing to defend, nothing to analyze, nothing to... It's just different, Right. And the further you go out of the city, the more you see it. The more you come into the city, the less you see it, because you do see the residual of colonization and the ideas that Christians have about how we should how we should express ourselves with each other, whether it's public, you know, that whole intimate uh, suppression. It's, it's, it's very different. It's like the difference between black church and white church. <laughs> you know the difference when mm -hmm. you get into one or the other. Because you can't express yourself a certain way. It's certain things you can't do. You're not going to be singing at the top of your lungs. You're going to be doing things a little different. And right. so it's that it's the same way. All right, hold that thought it's just, for me. It's hold the, that, that thought that for freedom. me. Freedom. It's un it's unexplicable All when right. you have that kind of freedom. Hold that thought for me, um, Chief. Please oh, hold. Confused. Yeah, hold that thought for me, please. We'll be right back. Gotta say thank you to everyone for logging on 
to the Quality Music Zone, qmzradio.com and janoradio.com. Thank you for choosing to tune in to Days After Dark Real Relationship Talk. Of course, I have to give a big thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Would not be possible without you. Thank you for lending your voice to the conversation. You're always appreciated. And of course, I have to give a big thank you to my co-hosts, Javet, Sanette, Rosolo, and Marlon for joining me tonight. For quality music while you work or play, keep it logged on to www.qmzradio.com for that good music to get you through your day. Download the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. Coming up in the morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, it is Coffee in Tow. World News on the go, live on QMZ Radio and Jano Radio. Of course, the conversation goes down on Clubhouse. And set your alarms because tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern, the Rose Solo Show goes live. Her guest for tomorrow night is international reggae dance hall star, Shinehead. He's going to be talking about, you know, his um, time in the business and upcoming projects. We're going to learn from him. And that happens live on Jano Radio, QMZ Radio, ViscosityBlend.com and WKRISCoffeeRadio.com. To my listeners on QMZ Radio and Jano Radio, this was a Moments With Me media production. And this is Moments With Me signing out. Catch you next week, Monday, 10 p.m. Eastern for another episode of Days After Dark. And let me blow your mind. Plenty good loving all through the night. And then again, and then again when the morning comes.